Hello and welcome to That's It, a podcast about a little bit of everything. I'm Dean, I'm 26, and I use he, him pronouns. And I'm Ren, I'm 21, I'm trans non-binary, and I use they, them pronouns. And I am Jordan, I'm 24, I use he, him, and very recently started using they, them pronouns. I'm a, a queer human on We're this planet. We're all just existing. All yeah. just yeah. existing. <laughs> Awesome. So before we get into everything, just a reminder that where Dean Jordan and I are meeting today is traditional Blackfoot territory and home of many Indigenous nations and people. We just like to remind you guys of that and invite you to take a minute to think about the history of the land that you are currently occupying as well as its people, um, just to kind of continue that conversation of decolonization and make sure we're all taking a moment to think about those things every once in a while. Absolutely, yes. So, the topic for this week, you might have noticed we have a third person today, very special. Uh, So this is Jordan! Hi! Hello! We're so happy to have Jordan here with us. Uh, Jordan is my roommate, uh, one of my roommates, Mm -hmm. and yeah, just a great pal I love talking with. So we thought we'd get together today to talk about relationships. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much for having me Definitely. on the podcast. We're so happy to have I you. am excited about Yay. this one. I'm yes. very excited about this one. Yes, we're all very jazzed. Yes. So, the topic that we're jazzed about, uh, relationships, we're specifically going to talk about a little bit of the stuff that we talked about last time, uh, like last week with you folks. Uh, we touched on relationships a little bit and different types of relationships. I mentioned that I am actually solo polyamorous and a relationship anarchist. Um, so solo polyamory and relationship anarchy, um, those are things that I do. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah. And Dean mentioned that he's monogamous. I am. So yeah, you're in a monogamous relationship. Perfectly happy in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and, um, I have been monogamous for my entire life, uh, but very recently have started to discover things and figure things out and um definitely not monogamous um definitely definitely not monogamous the news is in the news it's breaking news people um i just i have a lot of i've realized that i have a lot of love to give lots of people and there's there's different um things that people can provide for me and i can provide for them and so and and just you know i've just been thinking about um you know the idea of one person being your soul person there's a lot of pressure yeah it it can be you know and in my opinion it's a it's too much pressure i mean i despite being monogamous i don't actually have the belief that there is one soulmate out there for you my entire belief is that there's more than one there's probably hundreds for one single person it's just when you meet said person it's just like a timing thing that's well and for me the interesting thing about the idea of a soulmate is that when we define soulmate, most of the time, um, the thing that we're taught is that a soulmate is someone who fulfills all of your needs. And that's what makes them your soulmate is that they Mm -hmm. are like perfect in every way of taking care of you. So like sexually, romantically, you know, emotionally, like they're supposed to be like your support and like your go-to human for everything. And to me, I mean, my personal belief is that that idea, like that type of relationship, which is monogamous, can be pretty toxic. Like when you think about it, like you're relying on someone completely. That's not to say monogamy is toxic, but this idea that there is one person, one soulmate who fulfills like everything. Yeah. And is like your ride or die for your entire life. Yeah. 
Like... Honestly, it gets my anxiety up. My anxiety yeah. has been going through the roof just with the thought of, yeah, having that that one person and, and being that that everything for that one person. You know, and there's so many people in my life that provide so many different um, things for me that are really, really cool. And um, yeah, just being intimate with them in different ways exactly. has been really nice. But I... I couldn't put it into words and I tried figuring it out, but we're still learning. We're That's, all still learning, pals. We're all <laughs> yeah. learning all the time, consistently. That's always the hardest part is just like really getting the language down, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe to start off with, um, for those of you who don't know, maybe we should define polyamory because I think there's also a lot of like misconstrued kind of ideas when someone says poly. Mm-hmm. Like polygamy, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. open relationship, just well, about the sex, those sorts of, like, stereotypes yeah. that usually get thrown towards polyamory. And I feel like a lot of stereotypes lean towards the, um, uh, I don't know how to say this, but, uh, more of, like, a promiscuous yeah, oh, lifestyle, yeah. Oh you know gosh, what I mean? Like, yeah. and we've experienced that with, Oof. with past, um, people in our lives, uh, where, you know, we've mentioned that we're, you know, we're poly and we just get that, oh kind of look Uh, you you guys can't see the look that i'm giving but it's the very kind of oh yeah Mm, okay so you sleep you know they just automatically (laughs) think that that means sleeping around you know when i when i say poly you know when i was with my ex and i said i wanted to open things up you know it was just oh you just want to sleep around well no i don't want to do that i just want different connections more connections i love people in different facets and they fulfill different things for me yeah, 100%. yeah, but but the promiscuous, I can't. I'm like, I can't <laughs> deal with that. Like, I mean, hi, hello. Like... <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not saying I don't like Same. it, but, <laughs> but, also, but also it's just it's bad news. Bears. It's frustrating. It's frustrating <laughs> it's when frustrating. that's like the only thing that they focus on. Because for me, like I am like a fairly active person. Mm, <laughs> we'll yeah. put it that way. Like I like dating. Ooh. I like going out. <laughs> Sorry. But like dates are fun though. They dates are. are so much fun. But the thing is is I don't know. It gets into that whole, you know, slut shaming, promiscuous, yeah. Yeah. like you're loose. And especially like you're I don't loose. know. <laughs> this is the yeah. 60s. Sorry. Hey, I've literally <laughs> had that though. Really? Um yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. People like saying, Oh, because it's like it's like another word for, you know, things like slut or hoe or whatever yeah. that we're finally realizing are very offensive in some ways. Mm-hmm. I mean for myself, I definitely reclaim that a little bit. Like, I would say I'm a slut in some ways. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's all different words, right? Um, and I think, for me, sometimes it's kind of frustrating being someone who is, like, assigned female at birth and has, like, a feminine body. It's like, oh, you know, you're just, like, going around hooking up with guys because people still like to assume that I'm hetero. <laughs> like, right. I, stop. Yeah, well, and then being male presenting, they just people just think I want to, you know, just dicks out all the time. Well, you don't have feelings, (laughs) yeah, right? Yeah, which is very much not. So we've kind of covered the whole what's not thing. Was there like any thought that you had about it, like Dean? Like, what was your first thought when you first started learning about polyamory? Because I know it's something that's like semi new to you. Oh yeah, definitely, it's new to me. But um, I think my previous notion was exactly what you were saying but i think it was also what you were saying with the whole slut label Mm -hmm. that has been placed on polyamory yeah my first idea of polyamory which was quite a while ago was definitely that it was like yeah just a sexual aspect absolutely but after 
culturing my damn self. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I like that. That's I a figured great, out. Great I, way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I figured out that it's just like. I don't know. It's just like any other kind of relationship. You're just looking for fulfillment in a way, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not really. I I don't know how to explain. I mean, I'm it. definitely looking for some fulfillment <laughs> in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I like some of that. I'm a hollow human. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like I understand that you're just like for me. Maddie is my everything, and Maddie will, mm-hmm. and they they do fulfill everything for me. Yeah, like I don't yeah. have an issue with that. Totally. But it's just really cool to me that people go looking for other areas to fulfill in their life as well. Not mm-hmm. just through friendship, but through intimacy and love. And I think that's mm-hmm. like super powerful. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's super powerful because isn't that in the end, like we're all a bunch of hippies and we want love to, you know, <laughs> survive and live and thrive. And you guys are making uh, that happen. And that's really yeah. cool. I, I don't know. I think it's, I totally, I don't want to say I totally understand, but I, definitely get the idea and i really i think it's super special actually Mm -hmm. that people can date one another and date others and not have any animosity or jealousy towards each other because i think that would be my number one problem is i think i would be very jealous Mm -hmm. and i think it's super cool that that doesn't always apply in your particular situation that's so sweet yeah yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that. the the jealousy thing is definitely something I had to deal with as well um, because I was a very jealous human um, and have been for a while, but I really had to kind of just like sit down with myself and really like think about what's important for me and what's important for everyone else and how I'm going to, um, yeah, how I'm going to navigate through this. Can't be jealous. Can't be jealous. Yeah. People have to do their own thing and they have to be their own person but so do you still find that you kind of have to work through that sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah yeah i think jealousy is kind of a natural feeling and that's always whenever i talk to someone about polyamory or even if you just look up like youtube videos like cut actually just did a video they're like a youtube channel that does like different things and cut did a video about it was one of those um one where they get like two different groups of people and they're like polar opposites basically. So it was like a bunch of people who are monogamous who got together and then a bunch of people that were like into ethical non-monogamy, which is a term that people use for polyamory, open relationships, um, you know, solo, solo polyamory, that kind of thing, where it's like an ethical non-monogamy is how they put it. Because huh. it's all consensual, it's not cheating, right? Oh, right. right, yes. Yeah, so they got like a group of people together and those people just discussed it and it was all about finding the middle ground. That's what the series is called, just remembered, um, is it's the cut middle ground series and they did one of these ones. So when I was watching that and in my, you know, like everyday life when I'm like talking to people and people find out that I'm polyamorous, it's always the jealousy thing. It's mm. always like the, oh, the I'm just too jealous. Yeah. Like, oh, I just couldn't. I just like, I'm too protective of my partner. And that's always so interesting to me because that whole question of whether jealousy is harmful or good for a relationship is right. always very interesting to me. Because like for myself, I do think jealousy is a natural thing, you know, like, and it's, it's a feeling that we all experience outside of relationships and in other ways where it's like, oh, you see somebody being super successful, like maybe they just got like a big job or whatever. And you're like, I want that. Like, I'm jealous. Like, I'm green with the envy. (laughs) I want lifetime success. Right. I mean, we all do. Um, And in the end, like we all do want like a person we love to be spending their time with us. I mean, I very much like my alone time, but I do get jealous. Like when I'm 
with when I have more than one partner or when I don't have a partner, I'm jealous of people who do have partners, <laughs> <laughs> um, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And I don't think it's inherently a bad thing. I think it's the whole, it's more the fear of a partner leaving you, which is the real thing. I yeah. think that's what people experience. Mm-hmm. It's not the jealousy. Yeah. It's the fear itself of their partner leaving them or you like leaving your partner. It's Yeah. yeah it's the fear of, um, so if you're with someone and then you're with someone else, it's the fear that you're going to leave it's that the person for the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now that that's a huge thing that I've come into contact with is people not wanting to because they think that I'm just going to replace them. Definitely. And it's not what I'm I'm not looking for I'm not looking to replace you. If you are mm-hmm. my partner and I'm in a polyamorous relationship, I'm not here to replace you. I'm not going on dates to find the next best thing. I'm going on dates to find people that can also you know, who can just complete me in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. There's, you know, like, I love music, for instance, like, I love musicals, okay? But I'm not, (laughs) but I would love to find someone who I could just, like, belt out musicals in the car with, and, like, that would be great, and we could, like, you know, be, you know, super, super queer about, you know, super gay (laughs) about musicals. Um, But I, yeah, (laughs) but I don't, but I don't want to put that expectation on someone who like doesn't enjoy musicals because it's not fair to them. Exactly. And so that, that's another thing. It's so much to navigate. Wow. It makes so much sense though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have so many questions. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) I I still have questions. Like I'm still navigating through this. What's some of the hardest things that you've had to navigate through personally with yourself as you've been going through this, as you said, navigating through your new experiences through polyamory. What's the hardest thing? Yeah. Like, Oh my goodness. Um, juggling all of the boys. (laughs) <laughs> sounds really bad but juggling like honestly like i i um something that i'm having to figure out is how many people i can see mm-hmm. at one time that's a huge thing right because for some people they can see you know i know someone um in calgary who's in a poly relationship with three other people he, the three humans mm-hmm. uh that this person is is seeing and they told me that's that's it i can't see any more have no more time right because right because you want to give everyone equal time and you want to be able to also have your own life your you know your own social life your own work all this kind of stuff yeah um so for me it's been navigating how many people can i give my attention to right um and i'm finding out that number is probably two i think i think two is like the most like me another person and another human i think two is all i can do maybe three but three has been three has been a stretch for me i've been i've been trying to see three people at the same time but it's just it's not right because i want to give yeah it's tricky it's tricky and maybe that'll change down the road but that that's been a that's been a struggle for me is like figuring out the number that's fascinating and you've already kind of like blown away other expectations well, not expectations i had but like assumptions i had made before just before i had any knowledge mm-hmm. because when you say polyamory i think many mm-hmm. right well At, so... but in reality it's just like you said it's usually or from my personal experience from what i've heard from others it's usually only two or three people that that you can really affordably spend your time mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. so for me i think I don't think there's ever just one number for my, like for myself, for my experience. And again, this is coming from the perspective of somebody who's a solo polyamorous. And we can get more into yeah. what those kind of difference, differences are. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So polyamory, um, just like the broad, you know, 
polyamory term <laughs> so big is you know it's more like it's um relationships with multiple different people right but then there's such a thing as hierarchical i have such a hard time with that word hierarchy. hierarchical yeah hierarchy, hierarchy within yeah. the polyamory yeah. words are very <laughs> hard today ren is very overtired um so that hierarchy is more usually um this is something some people who have maybe explored relationships with polyamorous people have come into contact with is the idea of having a primary partner and then a secondary partner um and then sometimes there's you know more than one um but i know a lot of people who practice uh polyamory with a hierarchy within the relationship it's usually a primary and a secondary partner and then people who they might just see kind of casually that sort of thing and so that means that that primary partner it's similar to a traditional monogamous relationship however you also have another relationship with a secondary partner and when you see, you know, when you're seeing that secondary partner, usually you'll check in with your primary partner, let them know what you're doing, that sort of thing. So there's communication about the two different relationships if you were to have just a primary relationship and a secondary relationship. And sorry, this might be like a really ignorant question, but do these, do the, your partners interact with each other? Sometimes. Um, there's also, you know, people will have, um, you know, a relationship where they're seeing one person and another person and they're like all seeing each other um the kind of like slang term for that is like a thruple and mm -hmm. that's adorable i'm sorry the word thruple <laughs> is some adorable. people like that word some people don't but where you're actually like you're all dating each other that sort of thing and you can like there's some people who will move in with you know all their partners and they'll just like live in a house together some people raise kids together that sort of thing um, but that's there so is, sweet. right? I'm like, that's, yes. I think Honestly, that's, really that's goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be real. Like, that is goals. Like, yeah. to be, to, like, live with, like, my partners and then raise, like, a child or two. Like. Yeah. No, that it takes is a like, village to raise a child. Yeah. Beautiful picture. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there'll be that. Um, whereas, so that's some, that's kind of, like, that's a very loose, you know, description of, you know, hierarchy within polyamory. For me, I'm a solo polyamorous person, which means that for me, my relationships are all very separate. So when I'm seeing, and I think I mentioned this in our last episode, this might sound I familiar. I think so, yeah. Is if say I was seeing person A, and then I was also seeing person B, or say like there's a person C, I don't talk about person A with person B or C, and like vice versa. Is there a, a reason why that is? For me, um, it's because I like to keep it separate and I don't, it's a way of me managing different aspects of my life. And also some people who I see might not be polyamorous, although those are usually tricky relationships. Um, so they, it's about respecting privacy of myself and other people. So I wouldn't want, if I was in a relationship with a polyamorous person, I wouldn't want them like talking about my personal life with their partner oh that makes right? sense you need privacy right exactly because yeah, okay. i'm not seeing that person yeah i might not even be friends with that person if we're friends then obviously like you can talk about me but there is privacy within our relationship mm -hmm. right mm. i don't want you talking about what we're doing or like what i'm up to and stuff yeah. like that right think, whereas with a primary relationship yeah. usually there's communication about each other's lives between mm -hmm. the primary and secondary yeah and i think it's only really important if there's like um like sex exactly involved. and that's what we talked about last time yeah, yeah. yeah. we want to keep things clean yeah. <laughs> you want to keep things clean you want to make sure you're not spreading anything but you you had mentioned something interesting being a poly person dating a monogamous person mm -hmm. how 
I can't even, I don't, I mean. I've attempted before. It didn't, it didn't work for me. I wouldn't say I'm totally closed off to it. Right. And this was something I wanted to mention too while you were talking is like that whole like number thing that like how many people. I've been in relationships with like very different people um, and like dated different people where I don't think there there is that one number. Right. Because people right. demand different things. Also, if it's like long distance. Right. That's so also like that's also a thing. Well, right. Yeah. Because my my relationships can are like very deep and emotional for the most part. They're not even always sexual as well. Right. So like if you're dating someone who might identify along like the asexual spectrum, mm-hmm. then like you might be seeing other people. It could be casually or it could be like a very intense relationship in order to, um, you know, satisfy those. Yeah. Well, and just, like, meeting those needs and those different parts of yourself. Because, again, like, for me, like, I'm a very romantic person. (laughs) I'm very romantic. (laughs) I'm very cuddly. And there's a lot of people... um, Not a lot of people. At one point, there was a lot of people that I was very snuggly with. (laughs) Not right now. Sad moment. Rest in peace. Ren's romantic side. (laughs) Um, But, like, I think I mentioned this before, too, in the last episode, where, like, I would love to just, like make out with a friend or like that sort of thing and I consider those to be like relationships in a way right where you might describe it as like a queer platonic relationship or something where it's deeper than like a best friend and it's someone that you snuggle a lot with and like you're affectionate with in different ways but it might not be sexual yeah so like I would count those people right there's so Mm -hmm. many different types of relationships and I keep them all quite separate and I wouldn't say that there was like any one number, number for me being yeah. solo polyamorous and like exploring those different types of attractions and connections. That's very interesting because, and this is I've th- this is an experience I've had is that people think that being in a relationship means that you're having sex with them, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's like one of the most annoying things that it's the most frustrating ooh. assumption ever. Absolutely, take a moment to just be like, oh, let's just let's. let's just, <laughs> Oh, sorry, podcast you land. You listening just... right now, just, like, take a moment to think about that stupid assumption. <laughs> like, and if you're with someone, you're clearly... You're clearly having the sex. Oh, because, yeah. obviously, because obviously, everybody experiences only... sexual attraction. Because obviously that's the only way to be close to someone, and obviously... Right? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really... <laughs> feelings. I really... I really hate when people say that, because even me, as a monogamous person realizes that Maddie is not offering me intimacy on a sexual level. Like, I mean, they are, but it's not an expectation and it's not the only thing. Like we offer each other intimacy in other ways, like holding hands, Mm -hmm. snuggling during a movie, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. even just like listening and offering like that emotional support is such a big form of intimacy. Oh man, absolutely. You're being so, and (laughs) and being open and vulnerable and, Today, yeah. I had a very vulnerable moment at Maddie, and I felt really bad, but it was an intimate moment because mm-hmm. they just sat there and let me spin yeah. like a top, like, and they were okay with that. And I don't think there's any form of Im- intimacy that is more important than trusting somebody that way. One well, communication. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Communication is such a big one for me. Being able to, like, talk and let it all out, like, that's... That's probably the most common way that I, like, am intimate with other people is Mm -hmm. usually through speaking, like, always. I'm very, like, physically affectionate, but it's still um, something that I'm learning to express 
for myself just because of like years of you know trauma and fun stuff like that like learning how to be physically affectionate with people is really hard even though it's something i crave which is why it's also like when people make that assumption like that takes me a while like sometimes it doesn't and sometimes i'm just like you know they're like having a hookup or like something like that yeah but just like casual physical affection like without letting it, someone hold me without or it leading person. to anything else is exactly. also another thing, which is something that we had talked about yeah. uh, like last week um just not not on any podcast <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just talk we, we just, talk for hours we talk for hours about everything and we had talked about oh, to be the fly on that wall we, <laughs> we, we had talked about um just like being like uh, like having our bodies like overly sexualized yeah. in relationships and and like i i love cuddling um but for me cuddling has always led to other things mm. and i i mean sometimes you know cool like that's, sometimes, that's, sometimes it's sometimes hot like, sometimes yes, that's where it's going is in fact foreplay yeah, yeah but sometimes the cuddling i just want it to be cuddling and i yeah. don't think i've ever actually had an experience in my life where i've just cuddled someone really? it is yeah oh i've gone into i've gone in with the intention of just phoebe is also an astonishment of this yes yeah, i have yeah. i've gone in gone in with the intention of just cuddling with a person and then it always just ends up in insects Exactly. And it, it it's just really sucky for me because I present male, because I present masculine, everyone just assumes that that's what I want at all, at any given time. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Like, sometimes my libido is non-existent. It's so low into the ground. Like, I just, I just don't. I just want to cuddle. 100%. Um, but it's such a freaking struggle, man. So, like, it's, and it's, it's actually become a hindrance now. Uh, when when guys are like, oh, do you want to cuddle? I'm like, oh no, because you don't want oh. because because I just assume that it's gonna lead to stuff. Um, so I've had to like lay down ground rules with with guys and be like, look, this is literally just cuddling. Like I just want to cuddle with you, but then but then I get anxious and then I get anxiety and then I just like and it just ruins everything. It ruins everything because yeah. then I just and then I just like shut down on the person and then I'm just and then I just like abandon yeah. them and leave them for dead and I feel really bad but it's just because I'm I'm just too I'm too mm-hmm. scared. Yeah. Just through through lots of yeah. Totally understand that. Stuff. Yeah, that's awful though. That I don't know. I think it's awful that they assume that's what you Yeah. Excuse me. That they, what you, that's what you want out of it. Yeah. Like most mm-hmm. of the time if me and Maddie are cuddling and I'm like Hey. You know, I'm doing a sideways head bob. I don't know why I'm doing that for an audio format, but I'm doing it. And and Maddie's like, hey, like, not really tonight. I'm like, cool. And we'll keep cuddling. Yeah. But it's not, you, you know, like, That's overly dream. sexualized. It's not, because exactly. it's not about that. It's about being close to one another. And for me, it's so frustrating because it's like that was something just like cuddling, right? For me, mm-hmm. I really enjoy just, like, kissing with kissing people also that like just making out with just someone? kissing oh yeah right and it doesn't need to go anywhere at all it's just hey this feels nice this is like fun like mm-hmm. kissing is fun kissing is really PS. fun yeah yeah and <laughs> if you haven't tried it you should yeah, try it highly recommend <laughs> 10 out of 10 look it up on yelp kissing mm, so great yeah. um so i really i like that i like to just kiss someone and be with them and mm-hmm. for me it's really nice um for things like dysphoria like just kissing and being in my body and it's a positive experience 
right? Absolutely, so yes. Good. Absolutely. Where you can feel in your body and you can just like feel alive and you're not thinking about the shape of your body or what you look like. It's just somebody else appreciating you and your physical oh. presence and having fun. Yes. Like, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. But it always gets so, it's always becomes uh, like a negative thing for yeah. me, right? Yeah. Where even just like the end of the date where I just went on a date with a really cute person and I'm feeling like the whole vibe and I'm just like, hey, can I kiss you? And they're like, yes. And then we're making out and then it, you know, can become a sexual thing. I'm like, okay, cool. But this, I didn't want this to be a hookup. Yeah. But now it's a hookup, right? Because uh, like, yeah. it just ends up leading to that. I'm like, yeah. I really just wanted to like be here with you. And I'm yeah. here with you in another way. And that's and you I know, don't fun want it. and nice. You know, and, but then, like, and then you, and that's then not you, what you wanted. And then it's you tell them, like, nah, man, and then they get mad. Exactly. Or maybe and they don't. It's... Hopefully they don't, but Yeah, I mean, I've definitely, like, I've had negative and positive experiences with Same. that, where yeah. maybe I see somebody again, but then it can also just end up being a one-night stand, where, like, I was kissing them because I wanted to just, wanted like, be with just, them. Yeah. Yeah, and just be in their presence and appreciate mm-hmm. each other for a second, because... You know, yeah. they're really cute. I'm really cute. We're here. Right. <laughs> but then yeah. but then it turns into a hookup um, and I never see them again. Yeah. That that kind of leads... Sorry. Um, do we want to talk about, like, love language then? Ooh. Ooh. That's kind of a... Sag- Is that a question? Like, <laughs> yeah. I know, but that's kind of... We're yes, talking about, like, kissing and stuff. 100%. Like, it's kind of a good segue to... Oh, it 100% to is talk about. fire away. Yeah. Um, love language. What kind of love language do we have? So I... Um, <laughs> Phoebe has some real good, yeah, she loves Phoebe getting is the, getting <laughs> physical affection right now. And Which is, is funny, because physical touch is last on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, first on my list. It's definitely, oh, is it? yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't, I don't, I haven't, like... Done, like, the actual test thing. Yeah, I haven't but, done like, the actual test thing. When you but, know, you know. But when I know, like, it's, it's words of affirmation for sure. Like, people um, telling me, like, how they're doing and stuff, and, and they're doing good, and, and we're doing, we're in a good place. Communication. Um, communication is yeah. like a huge huge thing um and then just like yeah like physical physical touch like just like mm-hmm. holding hands or even just like just like being like squished up against the person definitely it's like a good, yeah, yeah so that's, like, that's amazing yeah so like those are things that you look for when you're yeah. looking for like a potential partner mm-hmm. yeah for what me. are your love, love languages for me Oh, okay. So mine is number one is words of affirmation. That is such a big one for me. Like I need, um, when I'm like having a really hard time or when I just want some extra attention from someone, it's always them communicating with me and being like, Hey, like you're doing really great. Like that kind of thing. It's like encouragement. It like motivates me. It also makes me feel like, Oh, you're thinking about me. You're seeing, you know, what I'm experiencing right now, whether that's a positive thing, a negative thing, whatever, and you're checking in on me and being like, hey, you're, like, doing great, or, like, I love you, or you look really nice today, especially if I'm having, like, a really bad dysphoria day, I need a partner to be like, hey, by the way, you're such a stud right now, like, you're doing, you're doing great, love what you're doing with this, like, Mm -hmm. that feels so nice. That's so weird, because... I kind of don't like when Maddie compliments me with words. Yeah. It makes me feel embarrassed for some reason. And I don't know why. Do you find yourself not able to, like, process it? Because, like, I understand that. Like, when people are like, damn, like, you looking fine. I'm like, (laughs) oh, thanks. And it's, like, kind of this weird, like... I almost, like, feel like there's almost, like, a little bit of a wall that gets put up whenever, Hmm. like, they compliment me. And they, like... 
And it's not always. And I'm always very communicative to when it happens because sometimes I can respond in a negative way where I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, like, oh, well, I'm I so sorry. I That's not what that. I meant. I'm, I, I apologize. That was rude. Like, thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate it. Like, but it's, I don't know. There's almost like a little bit of a wall that gets put up. And I think that's like some residue left over from like pre-transition, like mm-hmm. being called beautiful and stuff like that. Oh yeah. That I can really, definitely feel that one. Mm, that really word, freaks yeah. my shit. So. I'm definitely, I'm very specific <laughs> about, like, the kinds of compliments I get. And what words, yeah. Yeah, words like, I am piece. really sensitive to that. Like, for example, so today at work, like, I wore makeup today, which is something that I'm kind of getting back into doing, uh, kind of as, like, a fuck you to my I'm dysphoria, honestly. damn fucking good doing oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, like, on point. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's that You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a blush um, <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of like it's the thing that I'm doing more and I also um I really need a haircut right now so <laughs> I had to straighten my hair today so like my hair was done my makeup was done um and I was wearing a new outfit because I did some stress shopping last night yeah and I was getting like a lot of compliments today and it was really nice but there was definitely certain times where especially customers because like I work at Starbucks yeah. so I interact a lot with customers when I'm you know working on bar or drive through or whatever and people were like, oh, you're so pretty. Like, oh, you're really beautiful. And it was so nice because I was getting a lot of compliments right. today. But it was also like this whole, I am definitely being perceived as a woman right, right. now. Uh, which was kind of weird. But it was also like I was trying to focus on the whole, like, I look good thing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's a weird thing to navigate. And you're right, that wall totally does go up sometimes where you're like, I don't feel like I can accept this compliment. Because it's sort of like this way of... It makes you question how you're being perceived by other people, even if yeah. you are being perceived in a masculine way. Like when people call me a stud or like handsome or whatever, it's really nice and it's definitely like a positive thing when, you know, someone's perceiving me in a more masculine or just like queer way. So I know I asked, I asked Jordan before what the most difficult part of his or of their discovery was. What was the most difficult part of your discovery in polyamory? So... Wow, that's a tricky one. So for me, I discovered, I don't know when or how I'd say I discovered polyamory. Um, I'm also like, I don't know. Yeah, it's always just really confusing because I wonder like how people are seeing me and, you know, like what they're seeing, even if that is a queer thing. And I'm like, you know, presenting the way that I want people to see me. It's really confusing. And I should really just stop thinking about how people are, like, perceiving me, yeah. right? Whether it's, like, feminine or masculine or whatever, because these are things that, like, I find I focus on way too much. For someone who doesn't really associate themselves with gender, I definitely spend a lot of time thinking about gender and how people are gendering me. Yeah. And it gets in the way of me, like, taking compliments from people who are, like, just being nice, and they're not even consciously thinking about those things. Right. But I'm still wondering how they're thinking about those things, right? Even though it's all subconscious stuff that they're just... You know, just it's how they're socialized. It's how I was socialized. I I think about that a lot too sometimes, especially like I I work at a Chinese food restaurant mm-hmm. and I was seating some people and they called me ma'am. Oof. Oh. And I was I'm sorry. Also what? ma'am. Like yeah. the word also ma'am. ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was but like, like, where did that come from? Like, I, and like, like I have a little bit of facial hair going on and I was very much presenting masculine because that's how I present. Yeah. 
And it was so jarring for me because it hadn't happened in such a long time that I had almost like kind of healed over from the the last few times that it happened. And that made me think about how people were perceiving me for the rest of the night. Oh, jeez. And it was just like... Did you did you acknowledge it? Like, did you correct them or did you? No, I don't. I mean, I don't know how you would. Yeah, even I go about I. That. The unfortunate thing about me is that I don't like confrontation, which right. we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, we, we um, do not like confrontation. Absolutely at all. not. Nope. And the so, cancer is just no. Mm, no, absolutely not. No conflict. And, but I just didn't correct them because I I even when I was like before like pre T, mm-hmm. I would never correct anybody about it ever at all and so i just was like you're welcome i guess blind person but it was just like yeah it it, it's it rings true to what you're talking about like it makes you it makes you think that you're doing something wrong exactly even when like you totally aren't you're literally just existing right yeah Yeah. but yeah you're just doing your thing and then all of a sudden you know Uh, yeah i mean can i mention something super quick because that's kind of about like with my with my drag and stuff oh yeah is that okay okay so so (laughs) i do drag um my drag person yay (laughs) um i've been doing drag for about five or six years now and through drag was when i really discovered that i am Mm bi-gendered um we just like telling all of the all of the truths now um i'm by gendered so sophie wright Mm -hmm. is not just a drag character she is my other half she is my equal Mm -hmm. part um and sometimes when i'm in drag people call me jordan which and that brings in i'm like how are people perceiving me? Right. Mm. Yes. You're have I not in full feminine drag. I'm in full feminine drag. I don't look anything like Jordan. And then that makes me question my skills. And then mm. I'm like, am I not fulfilling the full illusion? Mm. And then I'm thinking, do I need to maybe like change my voice when I'm in drag? But like, I don't feel like I need to because yeah. it, it's just not a need for me. Um, and so it's just really, it's really, really, really fucky. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. it's so, it's it just bananas. You. Yeah. It stops me when people are like, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm in drag as Sophie and someone goes, Jordan, you know, do this. And I'm like, I'm so, I don't, sometimes I literally say, I'm sorry. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. Because I have, because that's, that's how yeah. I need to exactly tell them that it's not okay. Yeah. Um, and I try and play it off sassy. You know, because mm-hmm. I get, <laughs> you think I'm sassy now. <laughs> Shit. Um, Sophie, is sassy. Sophie is too yeah. sassy for this world. Um, and so I go, who the fuck is that? I don't know who that is. Because, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, but then you think about it the whole night. You're like, oh my God, do I? It just stops you. Yeah, you're stuck on that thought. Yeah, I'm and stuck I mean, on that, like, oh my God, do I look like it, still look like Jordan? Exactly. Like, well, and we were, like, we were talking about that a little bit the other day. Like I mentioned to Jordan, because I had, it's just been like really tricky at work right now like and starbucks is absolutely amazing and i love my team i love my manager oh my gosh (laughs) she is just the sweetest i love her Mm -hmm. um and starbucks is a great company that has policies to back up people you know with gender expression or if you're transgender like it's a very Mm -hmm. like it's just amazing what they've done i have so much appreciation for it but it's this whole thing where i've been working for the company for five months and most people on my team are like still struggling with using my pronouns and there's like there's some people um like other partners that are 
really great and they always use my pronouns they always use they them and like call other people out when they misgender me and are super great and like trying to hold everybody accountable but it's still this thing where like especially with just like a couple of people where they're still misgendering me mm-hmm. and i'm like how and then there was there was a few months where it was going so good and everybody was like for the most part using my pronouns the majority of the staff was doing really really great but then like this past little bit it's like people think that it's fine and then i wonder like am i doing something wrong should i be correcting people more but like that's emotional labor right sometimes you don't have the spoons to deal with that like with you like when you're in drag and you're like you're at an event you know you're sophie and then someone starts like keep like is calling you jordan and using masculine pronouns and you're like okay i this is not the time when no. you would yeah. like to be correcting people right because yeah. it's almost like usually those are like fun events and stuff like that yeah. such a weird mood and like for me when i'm at work like i'm running around like i'm making drinks i'm doing all of this you don't have time to stop it right and like yeah. i'm already the energy i have for people misgendering me is for the customers right because right. they don't know me they don't know my pronouns i haven't gotten my pin yet starbucks is amazing they just got this pin like they got gender pins oh amazing that have pronouns on them that you can wear on your aprons that's fantastic it's so great that might help with co-workers though yeah so i'm gonna get them but it's still like that thing where between now and then and it's yeah. also that thing where you know my pronouns 100%. i shouldn't have to walk around wearing a pin for you to use my pronouns <laughs> absolutely right yeah um, so it's just that thing and it, it just, it sticks with you, yeah. right? Where like the other day was super, super rough and I was getting misgendered over and over again. I was having to Ugh. correct my supervisor and like my assistant manager who has known me like she literally hired me. And it's that sort of thing where it's like, I love her to death and I love everyone, but I'm like, okay, I am done calling you out. Like we've had conversations about yeah. this and this is like this is like a public like call out like you need to stop kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so you know it's yeah. it's well, navigating yeah, that because it stops you like i'm anxious for the rest of my yeah shift. absolutely yeah, and, it's, and it's and it's weird because it's like okay but you haven't been calling me jordan while i've been i've been doing drag for yeah. six years you're like yeah and you you've literally been coming have, to my events for and this and you've long been and calling still... me sophie and now you start calling me jordan sometimes like yeah. and like people that i don't even expect like I like obviously like, I gotta love everyone at, mm-hmm. at DD, yeah. but like I'll have like the general manager or like someone else mm-hmm. who's like on the staff yeah. who like knows that I'm Sophie call me Jordan and mm-hmm. that that is real that yeah. like takes me You're for like, it completely because I'm like I'm like what is happening did I just step through some weird like right? time vortex <laughs> like mm-hmm. am I in a parallel universe right now for a second like what is happening but yeah, yeah it's just it's weird yeah. anyways we got off track about relationships and stuff right? oh no, yeah that's okay but i guess that's <laughs> i mean we you all know we intro we intro this with like we talk about everything a little yeah. bit of everything yeah no i mean any thoughts that you have dean on like any of this i mean it's i okay i have a question yeah. <laughs> i'm like i don't know if i want to ask ask this question oh, maddie right. is uh gender fluid Mm-hmm. So today was masculine day. Yesterday was a feminine day. Mm-hmm. I have no. I think it's really hot, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they like came. So my teachers know mm-hmm. Maddie, and they came into my classroom to drop some tea off for me because I was like, my friends are not the greatest right now, mm-hmm. and so they just waltzed into the door and they were presenting masculine, and I was mm-hmm. like, yummy absolutely yeah. yummy <laughs> that was great yeah anyways so long story long i'm joking so 
bi-gendered yes. and gender fluid. May yes. I ask what the difference between the two is, if that's okay oh to goodness, ask? the difference between the two. I mean, <laughs> um, goodness. I think, I think for me, bi-gendered is, because like fluid obviously is... It's back and forth. It's back right? and forth, if we were like to, a lot. I would say it also depends on how you think about gender, right? Because yeah. there are a lot of people that don't think of gender as a spectrum because it's all just like bullshit to them, right? Yeah. Um, but if you were to say that it's like a spectrum, I would define gender fluid as going back and forth across that, right? Like it is gender fluid, right? right? Yeah. You can go from one extreme to the other. You can be in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how would you define by gender for yourself? Well, for myself, it's, you know, I am masculine as Jordan and I am feminine as and Sophie. So okay. that makes a lot of sense to me because yeah. you kind of but got I, separators. But almost. I still have, but I still have, but like... you're still both, obviously. But I'm still both. And I still, even when I'm Jordan, I still have feminine, you know, stuff about me. And when I'm, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm Sophie, I'm still, like, kind of have those, ma- you know, some kind of masculine. And so there is some, mm-hmm. like... There is some like sp- spillover. There is mm-hmm. some like bleeding through the lines. And, oh, that's so fascinating. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but but yeah, bigendered is I think a little maybe a little more structured is a word. I don't know. Like, I think it's however it is for you. It, however, right? yeah, for me, because yeah. I mean, for yeah. me, that's why I don't really specifically define my gender. Yeah. Um, I say non-binary because those are familiar. That's familiar language for anybody that's familiar yeah. with gender yeah um like gendered labels yeah. and terms it's kind of an umbrella term yeah and some people define by gender underneath the umbrella of being non-binary yeah right? some definitely. people put gender fluid under non-binary or it's a very separate thing to them and like, okay yeah and so like oh and then there are some times where i'm you know presenting masculine as jordan but i um or like i'll have i'll have my like fingernails painted mm-hmm. um from like a night of drag and i'll look down at my hand and it's very um like euphoric dysphoric no it's very oh, like not okay dysphoric yeah oh, okay. it's very dysphoric like it's very not okay oh. because i'm like i don't like i don't recognize like i don't like i don't feel this like is. this right i don't now. feel like this right now this yeah. is not where i'm at right now um, but then there's other times where i look down at my my hands and i'm like and they're not painted and i'm like this is not mm-hmm. this is like they need to be painted right now like i need to present <laughs> yeah. some way you know or like put some lipstick on or something so there is some like fluidity within me mm-hmm. um because like bi-gendered was when I like I first came out to some a handful of people as bi-gendered um, back in 2013. But obviously a lot of growth has happened since then. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know labels, man. I don't. Exactly. I don't, yeah. Who well, needs that's them? the thing is like the whole label defining, and like I yeah. always find that really tricky, especially when I'm like first starting to date someone, and they're like, oh, you know, like yeah. They're so in relationship about it, they're like, wise, yeah. yeah, they're like oh, so, like, non-binary? Like, what's that? So do you feel more feminine or masculine? And for me, I'm like, okay, because, like, there are people who identify as non-binary trans mask. And so, like, I'd say that that's a valid question. It's kind of, like, mm-hmm. not a question that I have an answer to. <laughs> right. Um, because for me, um, especially while I'm still, like, learning about my body and learning about myself, it's just, for me to label anything specifically right now would be just be pointless right? absolutely yeah. um, I and get i think that. it's also it people start thinking of me in just like one way and so i think it's also more confusing for them possibly especially if we're going into a relationship and you know we're thinking maybe we're going to be intimate with each other for like quite a while mm-hmm. sometimes those shifts can be really tricky um which is not to say that it isn't possible at all because 
you know, I've definitely had relationships with people where they're like cool with that. Um, but for myself, non-binary is just like, you know, it just means that I am not a binary gender. It's just as simple as that. And that's enough of a label for me. I was, for a while, I was like very specific and I actually first identified as bi-gender myself, but then I found that it was a little bit too structured for me. Yeah. So I just went with non-binary. It's yeah. just like with, you know. Well, yeah. And like, for me, I haven't used bi- the, that term mm-hmm. bi-gendered in, in years, like yeah. literally since 2013, but that's it's like where I was. like up where you left Yeah. At. Where yeah. I was, where I was at at that moment, bi-gendered mm-hmm. was perfect for me. Exactly. But now it's not really, like I actually don't. Like, cause I, I mentioned it last yeah. night, we were talking about it. And even when I said it, I was like, that doesn't, doesn't sit right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel right when I say it because I don't feel bi-gendered. I feel more fluid and more mm-hmm. like. It's just that tricky thing of figuring out the language, yeah. right? Like it's, um, again, like coming back to relationships and everything. Like it's something that I think I've talked about with both of you is, um, with just attraction, like with romantic attraction, with sexual attraction, mm-hmm. it's very like confusing because I am a very romantic person and I am like quite a sexual person but I'm not someone that like always you know like I don't yeah they're not always together yeah yeah they're very separate for me and Mm -hmm. it's also something that I don't want you know like I don't always want sex right Right. like I definitely have a high sex drive but it doesn't it's this confusing thing where I have a high sex drive yeah Thank you, testosterone injections, for upping that even more for me. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does. But I don't always like want sex with mm-hmm. another person, and I don't even like always want to like masturbate or anything else with that. But it's like yeah. I'm horny, but like I don't really want to do anything right? about it. And it's this yeah. weird thing where it's I'm just, just like, it's this weird thing where you yeah. just literally want to be romantically involved with someone, but you don't want to be physically involved. And it's nothing against them. It's just. Yeah where you're at with them you know and like sometimes it's like um yeah you just that's that's just you want Mm -hmm. that special you want it to just be romantic right and you don't want anything else but if you were to label it and say like because for some people so for myself when i was like first figuring it all out i was like maybe i'm like asexual yeah i thought that too or maybe i'm just like very romantic or something and i was so confused by it yeah but it was like this time where and we're still, like, at this point where everybody wants to label everything. And, yeah. Right? Absolutely, yes. Literally yeah. everything. All, we're all like, oh, we're going to, like, label every little thing down to, you know, how we emotionally express ourselves, like, how we enjoy, like, sex and things. Like, with yeah. being sapiosexual, which I've, like, played with that label. Right. Like, all these things. And I'm just, like, I, yeah. it's not always a positive thing. No. And it can be a confusing thing for partners yeah. as well. Yeah. As for yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, there was this guy, um, there was this, I had this wonderful relationship with this beautiful man uh we dated for seven months and our romantic relationship was literally everything like he would sing me sweet nothings like he had beautiful voice he would serenade me (laughs) we would just like hang out and he was so sassy and it was great like it was a great relationship but i i physically was not attracted to not even you that like, i don't know sexually, i wasn't like, sexually there like the there yeah. like at all like in our seven months we never did anything sexual yeah and that was a time when i was like maybe i am ace mm-hmm. maybe i'm asexual like maybe that's yeah. just where i'm at um but it's just i just wanted that romantic relationship with him i didn't want anything more and that's and you know i feel like maybe sometimes people think that oh well you're it's it's less than 
Yeah. You know, like people are like, oh, like, oh you're not giving someone a full relationship. Yeah. So you're sexual. Aspect yeah. So you it. guys are like just friends. Like when I talk to someone and I'm Sorry, like, that's oh. horrifying. No, but it is though. Like when <laughs> like, I, when I want to just have a romantic relationship with someone or like, um, yeah, like just a romantic, not a physical people mm-hmm. just assume that they're like, oh, well, so you're just friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. No, 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 no. Because it's like, and trying to explain to like, it's so hard to try and explain to someone that you want an intimate relationship with other people mm-hmm. that's not physical, but it's more than a friendship. Definitely. Yeah. And it's so, so hard. Like, how do you explain to someone that you like, or, you know, your partner that you're like, Hey, so like, I love you a whole bunch mm-hmm. and I want to be with you. But I also like, you know, romantically would like to be with other people. It's, doesn't mean it's exactly. not gonna go sexual but it it's purely just like a it's not where i'm at right now yeah and it's something that i you know yeah it's definitely yeah. a tricky thing where i've definitely had that moment where um because because yeah. it's not that you're like you know asexual or like anything like that and if you are like that's completely okay like for myself mm-hmm. i wouldn't say that i'm asexual um because i experience sexual attraction but it's this thing where I'm not always sexually attracted to a person. Yeah. But I'm still sexually attracted to other people. Yeah. And it's this like, oh, well, like what? I'm just like not for you. But I'm like, hey, but you're like for me in so many other ways. And I love you. Yeah. And I like right? really want to be with you, but mm-hmm. I just can't be with you in that in that sense. And sometimes it's just too much for people. Like they can't. Mm-hmm. So like this guy ended up breaking up with me mm-hmm. um, because it was just not not for him he just couldn't do it and i was like that's fair and like it sucked because he wanted to like be physical with me Mm -hmm. but i just i i i I just couldn't i couldn't do it i just didn't i didn't have any oh my god it's so interesting i'm sorry i'm (laughs) just like so fascinated and with this conversation yeah so i had another question immediately forgot it Never mind. <laughs> we, we just we went through a lot. Yeah, sorry. We just we like hope people followed us there. Yeah, yeah. that was. I, it's incredible though. Uh, do you guys have questions for me? <laughs> I think so. Like so, with you being monogamous, so you'd mentioned that you and Maddie are like cool with you know random like flirtations with friends or things like that. It's just like you have that communication. So like. What does that communication look like if you and, like, Maddie are cool with sharing Oh, that? absolutely. And I know Maddie would be completely fine with me sharing. Hi, Maddie, if you're listening. <laughs> Hello. We love you. <laughs> so Maddie and I have had this really great habit of communicating a lot, which is amazing. <laughs> but we... So great. So, so great. And we are always communicating on a level of, like, are you comfortable with blank right Right. love that and that's kind of where we're at with when we see a friend and maddie wants to like go and run and hug them or i don't know hold their hand or whatever maddie's usually like are you cool if blank and 99.99999 percent of the time i say yes always right unless they do something that like the other person does something that's a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. So if, and not in like a, a jealous relationship way, as in a safety way. Yeah. Like there was one instance where we both used to live in Edmonton and we were mm-hmm. walking in West Edmonton Mall and they had asked if they were like, hey, are you cool if I run up on this person? I know who they are mm-hmm. and just grab their hand. And I was like, oh yeah, for sure. Whatever. And they did run up and grab this person's hand, and it was who they thought it was. Thank God! Thank goodness! Oh. Oh my I was, goodness! I was half, My heart just stopped for a second. I was half hoping that it wasn't someone 
because it would have been funny, but it would have been really bad. So yeah. <laughs> it would definitely I'm be evil. a story. I'm yeah. evil. So, but and they were holding this person's hand and everything, but um, they just kept saying really strange, triggering things. Like the person that Maddie was holding hands with. Yeah, like you're mine, etc. And I'm like, excuse Ooh. me, this person belongs to no one. Yeah. This person belongs to themselves. You are right. not allowed to say that. Yeah. Right. And so I, I didn't say that to them because I'm non-confrontational. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. But your inside voice was sure as hell saying yeah. Oh, my God. Inside I was voice like, was my inside voice was, how dare you? I'm like, going to throw yeah. you off the side of this radio. Absolutely. So I was, I I don't know, We Maddie and, and this other person went to the washroom or something, and I text messaged them. Hey, feeling a little uncomfortable. They said a couple of things about you I didn't like. Mm -hmm. They stopped. Holding their hand, they stopped. All that physical, like, stuff because I was uncomfortable. But what made it better was that I communicated why I was uncomfortable. It's not... See, that's important. It's not, I'm uncomfortable, period, therefore you have to do what I say. It's, I'm uncomfortable because of these reasons. If you don't find Mm -hmm. merit in them, that's fine, but I am uncomfortable. And it's different than a text message being like, stop what you're doing right now. Right, you weren't demanding. Like, you were like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, it'd be great if you did this, right? It's not like an angry, like, stop right now. You know, I'm uncomfortable. Right, there was no demand or, like, aggression. Or control. And I don't... And that's not my role. That's not Mm -hmm. my responsibility to control them because that's not what our relationship is. I'm not there to control you. I'm just there to be with you as you guys we go along. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have this other really great friend that we've worked with for a long time and they hug and smooch each other's faces and they're all over each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking pictures. I'm like, haha, like posting them on Instagram. My friend like my friend and my my partner are so weird. They're licking each other's face. Like I don't It's cute. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel any type of way. No. And usually like there are some people that they won't ask. And this Mm -hmm. particular person in general they don't ask because I, they know I'm comfortable with this person. And yeah. Stuff. So it's like all about communication in that world, right? And yeah. gender to me in that situation doesn't matter because, exactly. like, I have a one of my best friends in the world, Tyler. Like, Maddie sat on him, laid on him, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, taking a Like, <laughs> I take a lot of pictures. You're no. just taking snaps. Saving <laughs> that for later. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just like, that's hilarious to me. Yeah. Or, aw. Especially, like, when Maddie and their other friend I was talking about are, like, hugging or, like, holding hands under the table. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so cute. See, that's, so, that's so nice and, like, refreshing. It's yeah. so nice. And well, I find, like, also with their, like, fluidity as well, there are certain things, and they don't notice this, and I find this very fascinating, is that they need to express, like, when they're it, when they're presenting more of, like, a masculine character, or not character, when they're, when they're presenting more masculine, mm-hmm. they are more masculine when it mm-hmm. comes to women. And I have no issues with that either. Like, I don't know. I'm just not... The only times I ever really get jealous is when I feel like, uh, they're not including me in it, I guess, or like they're not in, they're not including me in whatever large activity we're participating yeah. in. Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask uh, in what ways um, 
that in in what ways that inclusion can take form like is it is it like if they're like if they're just like checking in with you with a glance or do you need like like, no. what do you need f- to feel included, if you don't mind me asking? Just, like, know, when they're all, uh, when people are all together and they're laughing and they're talking to each other, mm-hmm. as long as, like, they could be sitting on, <laughs> they could be sitting on Tyler's, like, weird erection, and I would, I would be okay with that as long as they were talking to me and including mm-hmm. me in the conversation or something. Yeah. Okay. And, like, that would never happen because Tyler's amazing, but, like... <laughs> Tyler, if you're listening, I'm sorry to use you as an example. Your name was the first one that came to my mind. But it's just include me in the conversation. Right. Make sure I'm part of whatever it is activity yeah. that we're having going on. Mm-hmm. Make sure I'm not just the driver. Yeah. Make sure right. I'm not just the, I don't yeah. know, just the friend that's taking along. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, include me in all your activities. Yeah, you and... want to feel like the partner who's, like, present and a part of, like, those, like, you'd like to be a part of the you know, feelings and, like, emotions and that, like, whatever big thing that's happening yeah. with Maddie in that moment. Yeah. yeah that absolutely. makes sense. And if they're, like, cool with, they want to go hold hands with somebody else or, like, whatever, yeah. I, that's... For sure. They need that in that moment and yeah. they can have that. It's not my responsibility to say no. Of course mm-hmm. you can have that. Yes. One thing that I found so interesting about you, what you said, too, was, like, um, you know, like, certain, like, a person or whatever that Maddie doesn't really need to check in with you with anymore Mm -hmm. because like the conversation's been had and I find that so interesting and that actually made uh, me think about some of my thoughts around consent lately not that you're consenting to what Maddie is doing as their person and like whatnot no Um, yeah but it just reminded me of like this whole conversation around consent and like when you need to ask for a kiss or a hug and certain things Mm -hmm. because for me um and sorry if this is like it's a bit of a tangent we're going on a roller coaster here um is for me with some people, um, depending on the aspect of the relationship, I don't always feel the need to be asked for consent in certain situations. Mm-hmm. If I'm comfortable with that person, like if we've made out a few times or whatever, I don't need you to ask me to kiss me. It's never going to be like a turn off, but like that whole thing where like if the communication is good enough, yeah. I don't feel the need to ask, right? Because I know that our communication is open. I know that you respect me and I know that I could say no at any point. Or if I saw you coming in for a kiss, I could say like, you know, like I'm not really feeling like affection that way right now. I think that has a lot to do with how much you trust the other person too, right? Definitely. Because you know they're not going to do anything to harm Mm -hmm. you or make you hurt in any way, like physically, emotionally, any of those types of ways that a person can be hurt. They're not trying to do that to you and you trust that. Yeah. So there are certain situations that actually I require consent for. Mm -hmm. So if I am having a particularly like horrifying mental experience, which has been more common for me lately, unfortunately, but I'm Mm -hmm. dealing with it. uh, Maddie asks if they can touch me because Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll be just fuming mad standing Mm -hmm. at the kitchen counter just doing dishes like just Mm -hmm. trying to keep myself busy trying to get out of it yeah like trying to make myself work so that i can get out of that rut Mm -hmm. right and uh they'll come up behind me and they'll say can i hug you or can i hold your hand or can i kiss your cheek and that is imperative because when we first began uh dating they didn't know that and i actually like one time they came up behind me and like put their arms around me and I was like, do not touch me when my back is to you. Oh. And Ooh. it was 
horrible because right. they did not deserve that. And I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just a weird nervous tick I have. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it's here. Yeah. But like, if my back is turned to you, I would prefer if you ask me. Or yeah. if I like go sit next to them on the couch and they can tell I am in a particular mood, mm-hmm. they'll be like, is it okay if I rub your leg or is it okay if I reach for your hand? And man, do I ever appreciate that yeah. because sometimes I'm like, not yeah. right now. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. and they're like, no, no, no problem. I'm just so checking. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And just making sure. Definitely. And that is yeah. worth its weight in gold. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can find anybody else in this world that knows how to communicate as well as Maddie does. That's so sweet. Yes. Maddie's so sweet. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and that's, like, yeah, and that totally depends, like, the people involved in everything and the communication that you need. And that's why, I don't know, every relationship is so unique, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the consent that's required, you know, the things that you're into, whether you're, like, sexually attracted to somebody, whether you're romantically attracted, like, everything, the communication looks so different for different people in different situations. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, like, so beautiful and so interesting to me. Like, yeah. I love exploring that with different relationships that I have. It's so beautiful. I feel like we have the weirdest monogamous relationship, Maddie and I. <laughs> um, just because, like, I don't know. We're just, like, It's definitely, I, I feel like that weirdness can come just from how monogamy is portrayed. Like, when you, oh, look yeah. at, yes. when you look at how monogamy is, like, popularly portrayed, whether that's how people talk about their relationships because often mm-hmm. we use like certain words for certain types of relationships. Yeah. Um, or just what's portrayed in the media, right? Like you oh, don't yeah. what you're describing with Maddie isn't something that I have ever heard I won't say like never, but like mostly I've never heard, you know, people talking about a relationship the way that you describe your relationship with Maddie. Mm-hmm. And you never see that in media. Right. No. Like definitely not. But I mean, that's the beauty of relationships. And that's personally for me why, you know, my relationship style is one that I love and believe in. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, polyamory isn't for everybody. But I think that I think that leaning away from traditional monogamy is really important because there's when you think about how relationships like the the origin of relationships the way that they are right now, where it's monogamy between two people that is like a very Western idea. Oh yeah. And it's also something that it's rooted in possession of another person, specifically of a feminine person. Yeah. And so Can it is I very just, controlling. When it's, it's like always corporate, like, that. like it's very like, Yeah, it's very know. whatever, right? So like it doesn't It's very manufactured. To say that you have a weird yeah. relationship. Well no, you don't have a traditional relationship, you have a healthy relationship, right? Mm, so, absolutely. There it yeah. fucking is. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's so but it's yeah. interesting and like I have a feeling that a lot of my respect for their persons comes a lot from where I came from mm-hmm. because I I grew up in a house full of very powerful wonder women like my sister has been working in the healthcare field for eons now and she's a very strong personality my mom is like a straight Newfoundlander right off the rock. And like, mm-hmm. she can be a pretty gruff personality and she's a very strong woman. And then my, my other sister has epilepsy and she is the bravest person I've ever met in my entire life. Hands down. I've seen her go through some things that I'm traumatized from and she's not like, right. 
she's super brave and i just think that has a lot to do with the way that i that i treat maddie like when we went home Mm -hmm. for christmas i was like maddie was getting up to get a drink and i was like do you mind grabbing me one at the same time and my mom was like no no you get your ass you get your ass up and maddie you go sit (laughs) down and dean you're getting her a drink because that's like that's your job yeah you're prescribed to do that yeah what the positive that came out of that obviously like gender roles and stuff like that played a big Mm -hmm. part and why she said it but what the positive with that was is i really learned that nobody belongs to anybody and nobody has the right to say that about anybody Mm -hmm. because even my mom's very much like that yeah i don't know that's kind of cool that's sweet it's like it's really cool yeah no it's like it's so crazy I'm just I'm having a moment mind blown. Um, it's <laughs> it's just nuts to me how you can learn different lessons from different situations from like growing up with your family, you know, whether there's good relationships or bad or whatever. Like it's always really neat to see how you're shaped based on the people that you grew up around. Mm-hmm. Right. And their character and their personality. For me, when I like think about how I was raised, it's definitely like there's a lot of trauma there and you know, lessons that I'm unlearning, but there's also lessons that I've learned that are so valuable to me in certain ways, right? Like independence, like I am so independent because of how I was raised. Yeah. And because of that and because of different experiences I had, I can put myself in people's shoes sometimes, you know, like everybody has their own experience, Mm -hmm. but I can see where other people are coming from and I can associate with people in different ways and pull from that. It's just... It's cool, and it's cool how that affects relationships and individuality, and because individuality mm. is so important for me and mm. my partner, yes. they need to be themselves That's and you know be able to handle oh themselves, right? Because I'm not, I'm not making anybody whole here, and you're not making me whole, right? Absolutely, like, you're your own person. Exploring our relationship oh, with each gosh. other. Yeah. Yes. You just hit like a big. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, yes, because that that's a huge thing that I have discovered as well in my relationships is. I'm a very independent person and I need that independence. I need to do my own thing. I Me need too. to, <laughs> I need to, but for some people that's not like, okay. Not that it's not okay, but it's like, they want you to need, they them. want you to need them. They oh, want you to, yeah. um, like, yeah, be, be able to be around them like all the time. And I'm like, I need to be my own human. Like I need to go do my own things mm-hmm. and you need to be your own human and do your own things. And like, I can't be your lifeline. And this know? was like, and, and actually, it's this like, it's this, de- sorry, it's this, no, like, go uh, for it. uh, it's the dependency that's yeah. so toxic uh-uh. and it's so, nope. and it freaks me the fuck out. I'm like, <laughs> you, can, you need to be your own individual human. You cannot depend on me to, do everything and so like that's also really um that's troubling um because yeah it's just things this was actually uh, big big fat (laughs) oof this was a big conversation that me and maddie had when we began dating was i was like look i'm super independent and i when i'm dating somebody you're you i'm Mm -hmm. me we're just a bonus together. Exactly. And it doesn't mean That's you're emotionally it. distant. Because no. I've no, that. Yeah. People mm-hmm. always say that I'm an emotionally distant person. And, like, yes, I can be. Like, I'm hyper-logical. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of fucking feelings. Right? <laughs> and I want to have feelings with you. Yeah. Even though it can be scary for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, I'm just independent. And I don't want you to be entirely dependent on me. 
you can like call me up if you need something. Or yeah, whatever. like if you need help, that's what I'm exactly. here for. But yeah. I'm not but here to I be. I can't be glued to my phone all day texting, yeah. Snapchatting you, right? Like, just no. Like that's not. I just I can't do can't that do level that. Yeah. of connection twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Absolutely. That's so important. Yeah. But like I and see see it's funny for me because I for the longest time I was very dependent mm-hmm. on my partner. Like I was very like. If you're not answering your text messages in two minutes, you're dead or something. Or like, <laughs> I just think the worst. Or I just like bombard someone with with messages yeah. if they're not answering. And and that was something that I had to work through, like very very much because I lost a lot of relationships because of that. Not not just like relationships with like um, my partners, but just like friendships. Yeah. Um, like I lost a lot of friendships because I'm I became so like dependent and overbearing and like crazy (laughs) i'm a little bit of crazy um but i've i've really yeah it's something that i've had to work on and now i find myself being like pretty independent Mm -hmm. as a person and like i don't want that other person to depend on me i don't want uh, no that sounds bad you know what i mean like i just yeah i think fully need me to be their soul everything i feel like the best way to put it and like for me because when i look at how i was (laughs) when i was younger was I was definitely that person. Like, when I was in high school, if I was interested in someone, I texted them a lot. Um, And I also would always be, like... I would tell them, like, if I wasn't going to text back in the next five minutes, I would be like, oh, just need to go run and do this. Like, text you in a minute. And they're just like, you don't need to tell me. But, like, cool. Um, Texting is for the delay. Exactly. Yeah, we're not on a... This is why we're not talking on the phone. mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of that came from my own, like, not knowing who I was yet. And because I couldn't figure myself out, I didn't know how to communicate to other people. Mm. Because, like, I wasn't totally sure about everything I was feeling. And so I kind of, like, put that on my communication with the person. Was to be, like, perfect Uh. at communicating and, like, always, always, always be there for them. They had to always be there for me. Because Mm -hmm. I was just, like, kind of projecting a little bit. So I think that whole, like, clinginess or whatever. Mm. um, I don't know. I feel like that's not a true tell of how somebody actually is you know, themselves, because it's usually something else is going on for the most part. I mean, I think some people are, like, very, like, like to be connected to people all the time, and that actually is their love language. Yeah. But I think a lot of the times people who come off as clingy or possessive or, like, overbearing, I don't think that's actually a love language. I think that that's something else going on. Oh, and that's, like, it's evident in everything we do, like habit wise too when we Mm -hmm. have bad habits there's something else under your surface that you're going through Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's absolutely a symptom yes Mm -hmm. (sighs) we're at an hour and 15 minutes folks yeah all right well with that note i think this is something we'll definitely talk about more and oh oh my gosh yes jordan thank you for being here with us thank you so much this This is such a good chat yeah amazing i think that a part two might be in store for this absolutely because we We, have so much left to say we barely scratched the surface Uh, i feel like it's just there's so much so keep on listening um Thank you for listening so far. Our first episode is up. We have that intro episode up. And you yep. guys, you know, you folks are just loving it up. And we enjoy it. Uh, we have our Instagram up and running. We also have our Facebook page. Woot woot. So those will be linked in the description. Take a look. Give us a follow. We'll be posting some cute things and letting you guys know whenever we have an update on an episode. 
We'd also love to hear some topic suggestions. We have a few ideas yes. spinning right now. But if you folks have something you'd love to hear Dean and I talk about, um, that would be amazing because we have lots to say. Oh, yeah. Yes. And with that, that's it. That's it. I think that's it.